You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 115. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, young moms. What's going on? How are you? Oh, are you in? Are you coming? Are we doing this? We are kicking off the January round of the Yummy Mummy Experience today. If you're listening on Tuesday, January 24th, we're doing it. We're losing weight for the last time. I could not be more excited. So if you did not get in on this experience, make sure you go to lauraconley.com and click work with me so that you can be on the wait list for when doors open again, end of March, beginning of April. April will be the next round. So I got you, boo. I got you. Now, this episode you're going to love because we're going to talk about and and both, not either or. So many of you know that I teach, I preach, <laughs> I recommend that you do actually have rules and restrictions around what you eat and what you don't eat. And some of you will be like, isn't that just another diet? And I totally understand where you're coming from. So we're going to discuss that and really like get into the nuances of how to lose weight for the last time and whether or not you need rules. Are rules bad? Are they wrong? And so this is going to really light your brain up and make you think in new ways that help you really find what's right for you. Because we can't lose weight for the last time when we're trying to do it other people's ways. We have to figure out what works for us in a systematized approach. So that is exactly what we're going to talk about because I do get that question all the time. Like, oh, I heard that like there is a plan inside your program, but that just seems like that would be another diet. Let's dive in. Let's get into it. But before we do that, of course, we're going to hear a client comment. We're going to talk about a little bit of like the fun shit I'm doing in my life. I just like for you guys to get to know me a little bit because like I want to know you. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? I'm recording this on a Thursday and we are about to go up to Breck. Like if you live in Colorado, they call it Breck. (laughs) AKA Breckenridge. So we're going skiing with our friends. I cannot wait. It's going to be so freaking fun. Hot tubbing, shredding the gnar-nar. Oh my God. We just got skis. We got boots. Like we are Coloradans, you guys. We are officially official. Last year, we did this thing where we're like, okay, we're going to test it out. We are going to see, like, are we going to be a ski family? Part of me still is like, are we really going to do this? Like, why are we paying a bazillion dollars to be cold? <laughs> I'm like, who, who decided this was a good idea? Who, who like was like, yeah, we're going to go out in 15 degrees and like ski down steep hills. Like what? But it is really fun. I really, I kind of see it and kind of also I feel like I've been tricked. (laughs) I'm going to pay like hundreds of dollars for my kids to go in ski school. What? And they don't even go on the chairlift yet. I'm like, put these kids on the chairlift. Teach them something. Let's go. Okay. So we're going skiing. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. It is a beautiful snowboard day today. Bright blue skies. So much snow on the ground. It's, It's a gorgeous day. It's a gorgeous day. So how are you? How are you doing? I want to know about you. How's your year going? Tell me. 
All right, so here's a client comment. I just happened to see this actually when I was scrolling. I was scrolling. I was scrolling on IG. And my client, just out of nowhere, she just posted before and after pictures. I'm like, whoa, you're hot. Freaking hot. Okay, go follow her, P.S. Her Instagram is Gruppy Coaching, G R U P P Y Coaching. And she posted a before and after, and she's just like, literally, I'm looking at it right now. She's like glowing from the inside out. Seriously, it's so inspiring. So she just made this post, and just I didn't even like force her to do it. I didn't even bribe her to do it. She just made it on her own. These are the best testimonials, right? When people just like are like, oh my God, this changed my life. And I love this because I love to teach about past self present self and future self, as you guys probably know. And so in this post, she's relating to her past self. She says, I'm so grateful to the before version of me, right? We don't want to hate on the before versions of ourselves. How can we love the before versions of ourselves? That actually makes you more successful in the long run. So many of us want to like shame our before selves, but the work is how can we like love our past selves unconditionally? Okay. So she's saying, I'm so grateful to the before version of me, my old self, who was brave enough to try something new. The one on the left who so badly desired to be healthier, but was a little confused on how to actually execute all the knowledge she had. Oh my God, can you guys relate? We have so much knowledge. It's not about more knowledge. <laughs> she says, I'm so proud of my 1.5 year ago self for having the courage to join Lara Conley and her Yummy Mummy experience. I am proud of her for deciding to borrow Lara's belief that she could truly lose weight for the last time. The truth is I wanted to lose weight, but didn't really believe I could. I bet you can relate to that too. Yeah. Coaches are magical gifts to the universe. They believe wholeheartedly in your abilities. They allow you to see your potential without old thoughts and limiting beliefs getting in the way. They remind you over and over again that you can do it. They give you the exact right tough love when you need it. It's not not true. It's not not true. <laughs> and they help you become the best version of you, the one that was there all along. Oh my God, it could make me cry. Congratulations, Andrea, for listening to your past self and for becoming your future self. Such a big deal. So you guys, that's available to you. It really, truly is. I promise you. I promise you from the bottom of my yum mom heart. It's so, so cool. So go follow her. It's so inspiring. If she can do it, if I can do it, if all my clients can do it, so can you. So you've got to make sure that you're on that wait list, lauraconley.com, click work with me. Okay, so let's dive into our episode today. We are talking about, wait a second, is this plan thing, is this protocol thing, is this yummy mommy map thing, isn't it just another diet? Okay, so here's kind of the question that I want to answer for everybody. I mean, I just kind of asked it, right? <laughs> like, isn't this just another diet? Isn't this just a diet reframe? Doesn't this make certain foods bad and certain foods good, quote unquote? Like, isn't this us putting certain foods on pedestals and other foods? Like, aren't we vilifying the other ones, the bad ones, quote unquote? Other questions that I'll get around this are kind of like, how do we heal our relationship with food and have rules? Like that seems so diety. It seems like if you were to be healed, you wouldn't have rules when it comes to diet. So that's the question that we're going to explore. And you guys get to answer too for your own selves. Like, what do you guys think? 
these are just my thoughts, but like, I'm curious, like, what do you think? So first let's just do a quick review of one of the concepts that I teach inside the Yummy Mommy Experience, which is called, called healthy restriction. Okay. I don't ever want y'all over restricting or under restricting. If you under restrict, then you're eating everything whenever you want. And you're listening to your lower brains whose job is to seek pleasure and avoid pain, which means eat all the things all the time. Your lower brain's job is to also eat all the things all the time because your lower brain, literally your primitive brain, literally thinks we still live in caves. It does not understand that food is readily available. Obviously, food is very readily available in our culture today in 2023, right? Am I right or am I right? But your lower brain does not know that. Your lower brain thinks food is scarce and your lower brain's job is to keep you alive. So of course, it's going to be like, yeah, let's eat all the things all the time. (laughs) So we need, I believe we need healthy restriction to rein that lower brain in, right? And to rewire it so that it can meet us and support us in 2023. Now, I also don't like over restriction where you're doing a juice cleanse every other week for five days, right? Or you're eating like 600 calories, right? I don't like when you're over restricting because if you over restrict, what ends up happening is you're using a lot of willpower and that runs out. So if you over restrict, you'll create over desire. That's why willpower doesn't work, you guys, is because when you're using willpower, you create obviously unintentionally, but you do, it's impossible not to, you create an over desire for food, for the thing that you're over restricting. So if you're white knuckling, if you're using willpower, you're over restricting, you're creating over desire and you can't handle the over desire. Like as a human, with human brain, you can't handle that over desire. Eventually it's going to burst and you're going to overeat. You guys, have you guys seen this cycle or have you seen this cycle happen? Over restriction leads to over desire, it leads to overeat. And then what do you do when you notice you've overeaten? Oh, better go on a green juice cleanse. Better eat 500 calories, better do seven 24 hour fasts, <laughs> right? And then on and on and again. So I like healthy restriction, right? This is just my belief system. I think that the reason why you've gotten the things that you've gotten in your life, whether that be the health that you have or a happy marriage or friendships or the job that you have, whatever, that thing that you have in your life that you're really proud of, my guess is there was healthy restriction around you getting that. There were some rules around that, right? So let's dive in a little bit more. So I personally... um Just think that it's way easier to weigh what you want to weigh when you do restrict processed foods, when you do restrict, especially processed sugar and flour. I really think it's just so much easier to weigh what you want because you're not eating. Really, these are foods that are artificial, like that we've made that our culture within the last 300 years has made, right, since the Industrial Revolution, has made to get us addicted and get us buying more. It really supports the food industry, right? If we can get addicted to these foods, these companies are gold. They're set for life, right? But at the expense of our health, and again, this is not wrong or right or bad. It's just It's my interpretation and you guys, again, you get to decide, okay? So I just really think it's way easier to weigh what you want to way when you don't have sugar and flour because when you do eat sugar and flour biologically okay so say you eat like i don't know some Reese's 
Reese's peanut butter cups, right? Or like a bag of chips or a, let's say um, just another processed food, pick your poison, whatever it is. When you eat Reese's peanut butter cups, what happens is your blood sugar elevates and it not just elevates, it spikes. And then what happens after it spikes, it crashes and it leaves you hormonally hungry. It leaves you hangry. You're not actually physically hungry. Have you ever eaten breakfast, like kind of a sugary breakfast, like maybe pancakes or maybe even like oatmeal? It could be literally even oatmeal or French toast or kind of like a carb heavy, maybe even an English muffin, like a carb heavy breakfast. And I'm not vilifying carbs. I actually eat carbs all the time right? It's just the processed carbs are really what get us because imagine you eat that breakfast and then two hours later, you're hungry. Does this ever happen to you? Or three hours later, you're hungry. You're like, how can I be hungry? I literally just ate. It's because you're crashing. You're not actually physically hungry. So it makes it virtually possible because, and it's not just that like gentle rolling physical hunger. It is hanger. At least it is for me when I crash, it is hanger and I like have to eat or I'm going to like kill somebody like it's not going to be pretty it's not it's not pretty my husband's like oh my god get her a snack immediately get her put a sandwich in her face (laughs) not anymore right because i've totally healed it by having rules by having healthy restriction so i just think it's way easier for us to weigh what we want where we're not dealing with huge spikes and deep like (laughs) crazy crashes I think it's just so much easier, right? You're like making the hill so much steeper and it's not that hard to give up sugar and flour in the end. Well, I'll give it to you. Is it hard in the moment when you actually decide? Yes. Is it hard for like the first couple of days? Maybe, but then it gets so easy. You genuinely lower your desire for these foods. You just automatically don't want them. It just becomes your default. So cool. Okay. So I just think it's easier. Can you eat? every single food or substance or thing available and weigh what you want for sure a hundred percent but do i think it's way easier to do it and you're like working with yourself instead of against yourself when you're not eating these foods that some people argue like are not even foods i heard it on a podcast once i think it was on kelly levesque's podcast and she had a guest and she was like arguing that processed sugar and flour is not actually food I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of true, right? They've done so many studies. Have you guys seen the studies that they've done on how your brain responds to processed food, especially sugar? Literally like a drug, right? Again, we don't need to make this bad or wrong. We don't need to make it right or good, whatever. We can just look at the data. We can look at the science and we can then choose how we want to interpret it, okay? So Again, I think all foods or substances go in the circumstance line. So if you're familiar with the model, you understand the circumstance line. Now, what is the circumstance line? It just means that food, sugar, flour, whatever, any food, chips, whatever, they, they're just a circumstance. They're just like a fact of life, right? They're not good or bad. They just are until we have a thought about them. So the thoughts that I encourage you to have is like, does this food serve me? Does this work for me, right? I don't think it's helpful to vilify these foods to make them good or bad. They're just a neutral thing that exists in the world and I get to decide what thoughts that I wanna have. I just like to ask, what works for me? What, what, what might work for you? What serves you ultimately? What serves you 
not in this not in this moment what serves your future self and what it is that you want to create so of course these foods or these substances have been created right especially in comparison to how long like we've been living for hundreds of thousands of years without sugar <laughs> i mean maybe they're really rich people like the royalty Maybe they were having like a little bit of honey or a little bit of maple syrup like once a week. Okay, but we've been living for hundreds of thousands of years without sugar. It's crazy. So therefore, you don't actually need it. Now, can you have it if you want it, if it serves you? Yes, for sure. For sure. Do what you want. Just marry it against your future self and what you want in the long run, not what you want in this moment. Talk a lot about almost immediate gratification right when you do eat the Reese's or the cupcake or the pasta there is that immediate gratification so people are always like oh god it's immediate gratification versus delayed gratification no it's not no it's not no it's not no it's not it's immediate gratification eating the Reese's or almost immediate gratification and delayed gratification and delayed gratification is so much more gratifying than immediate gratification. Now, what is almost immediate gratification? Almost immediate gratification is the feeling of pride that you get when you realize that you've just decided that you're not going to eat the Reese's. And that's better. And what I would encourage you to do is really build yourself up. Wow, I'm amazing. I didn't have that. Wow, I honored my word. Whoa, this feels so good inside my body. I'm a freaking, I'm, I'm a freaking boss queen. Holy shit right <laughs> so it's not immediate gratification versus delayed grat gratification it's immediate gratification of eating the Reese's or cupcake or pasta or almost immediate gratification you get the feeling of pride and delayed gratification of you wearing a little black dress and all the other reasons why you want to lose weight for the last time okay so all of these foods these processed foods refined sugar flour all of that has been created so that the food industry can exist and so that we get an artificial inflated dopamine response that's why it feels so good because your brain is literally acting like a brain on drugs it's like oh yeah ah, i love it right so we can weed ourselves off that so it just makes it so much easier so i really you know i love to go back and remember okay how was my human body designed right? And you guys can go and you can look at the science on literally what your brain looks like when you eat sugar. And it they've done studies that literally looks almost identical to a brain that is on other forms of drugs. So interesting, right? And again, this is all just neutral information. You get to interpret it how you want. You don't have to make it bad or right or wrong or good or blah, blah, blah. Just interpret it. How does this serve me? Does it serve me? What works for me? So diets also go in the circumstance line. Diets are actually not bad or good. They are just neutral things that exist in the world and you get to think whatever you want to think about them. So interesting, right? Of course they can be considered good or bad based on our thoughts. So I don't, I don't love diets. <laughs> So diets are neutral, but my thoughts are, I don't, you know, I don't really like them. I don't really think they're amazing. Why? Because they don't work. Why? These are all just my thoughts though, you guys. You could think the opposite. You could think diets do work. Diets are amazing. Keto is the best thing ever in the history of the world. You think whatever you want. 
okay? Now, I just don't love diets because I don't think they work because I don't think that they are designed for you and your lifestyle and your personality and like what you like and don't like. They're not designed for you. They're not custom for you. It's like a one size fits all. I also don't love diets because typically within diets, there's an end date and I don't think there should be an end date with the way that you like to eat. No, this is forever, forever. <laughs> right? I don't like it. It's a one size fits all. There's no room for customization. We are all unique. And so the way that we eat has to fit our bio-individuality. And that is why the Yummy Mummy experience exists. Again, but diets don't have, we don't have to make diets or even diet culture, wrong or bad all neutral. You get to think whatever you want to think about them. So a lot of people come to me and they're like, well, I don't understand like how I can heal my relationship with my body and with food and have rules and be on a diet or a protocol or the yummy mummy map, right? And this is just not mutually exclusive, right? And I'm going back to like concept of and and both right? I actually think it's completely the opposite. I actually think in order, I'm like, I have strong opinions about this, right? Like in order to heal your relationship with food and yourself, you actually do need parameters, rules, guidelines, whatever you want to call them. I think in order to heal almost anything, I would, I'd be willing to say anything in our lives. We need parameters. We need protocols. We need rules. Like think about injuries. Think about relationships. Like if you want to heal your relationship with your partner, if you want to heal your knee injury, like maybe you have an ACL tear, um, disease, right? If you want to heal a certain disease that you have, um, certain behaviors we want to heal, maybe like making the bed every day, maybe like drinking more water, maybe like showing up early to commitments or uh, reading 10 pages a day. We need rules and parameters if we're gonna do these things that we say we wanna do in order to actually do them. So I just love having rules. I think it's, I just, I think so many people don't like having rules because they feel like, okay, well, if I make a rule and then I don't follow the rule, then I have to feel bad about it. Totally optional. No, you don't. Use that as a learning experience. Oh, hey, I made this rule. I didn't follow through on it. I wonder what's going on there. I wonder how I could upgrade this in the future or do better in the future without beating yourself up. So that's the reason why a lot of people hate rules is because they're not willing to have their own back when they don't follow through on the rule. But you don't have to feel shitty when you don't follow through on the rule. You can actually feel really amazing. You'd be like, wow, this is like such a cool opportunity for me to learn about me. Awesome. That's a reason why people hate rules, especially around like food, because we have been so unsuccessful, quote unquote, in the past with rules around food. But it's just because you haven't been taught how to really follow through and what real commitment means. And you can go back and listen to my podcast on real, true commitment. So I love having rules because I feel like if I have rules that are in alignment with my future self and support the way that I want to feel and my values and the life that I want to lead, then I can get what I want. I don't know another way. Otherwise, I just feel like we're just winging it, right? So I have rules in all other areas of my life. 
with my marriage, like with my parenting, like with my driving, like with the way that I operate my business. I have all kinds of rules and guidelines that I follow through on so that I can have the results in my life. And if I don't follow those rules, then I'm going to have consequences, right? If I go to the bar and make out with boys, I'm going to have consequences in my marriage. <laughs> so just answer these questions for yourself in your own brain. And you don't even have to like have a firm answer yet. You can just explore these questions for a little while. Is it bad or wrong to have rules around food? Is it a good thing? Might it serve you? Does having rules around food equal diet culture? I don't know. Are black and white rules slash guidelines, like does that equal diet culture or is it really just a supportive thing that we can like create for ourselves? So interesting to explore these questions. We've been taught so many different things on so many different like on diet culture and then also in like healing or um, like the opposite of diet culture. And it's like, I want you to decide for you what works. So what I teach, like one of the main pillars that I teach is that inside the Yummy Mommy experience is that you are in full choice. You are choosing, you are deciding what you eat and what you don't eat. You are the authority. Yes. Do I help you? Do I hold your hand? 400%, right? You can literally have a protocol that says, I only eat food for fuel, and that can be complete. You can have a protocol that says, I eat whatever I want, whenever I want. I literally, I'm not even kidding, because I believe that you should be on a protocol for the rest of your life. Um, but I had a protocol like that when I was pregnant with my son because I was so sick. I'm like, literally eat whatever you want, whenever you want, so that you don't throw up. But... What I want you to do is marry it against your future self and what you want to create, right? I never tell my clients like what to eat or what not to eat. I help them. Oh my God, do I help them? I hold their hand. I make recommendations for sure. Heavy handed recommendations sometimes, right? But I help them ask questions so that they can come to the answer that they like. I never tell you like what to eat. Diet culture usually tells you like exactly what to eat, exactly what not to eat, exactly what to do, exactly what not to do without any of our buy-in, without any of our agency. And that's why we fail. It's another reason why I personally, right? These are my thoughts about a neutral circumstance. I personally don't like diets because you have no buy-in. And when you don't have buy-in, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. You're not really sold on it. You'll, you'll rebel, you'll quit, right? Just because you have a human brain, not because you're bad or wrong, right? Um, so I really think that we heal our relationship with food and ourselves when we remember that like we're the ones deciding, we're the ones in full choice. Like we get to decide what to eat and why. I think we really heal that relationship when we are thinking and doing and being for ourselves in the name of ourselves, in the name of our future selves, in the name of our values, right? So taking time to ask yourself those questions and answering in a way that serves you. So I really think that you guys all get to decide, like, what does healing my relationship with food and body mean? Like, and this is a lifelong practice, right? Think of like a marriage or parenting. It's like, I'm committed to my husband. Like we made a commitment to each other. Am I going to do it perfectly? No, not at all. So my husband and I actually have healed aspects of our relationship right? Like we really healed a lot of areas in our relationship. We've been together for, um, I can't even do the math anymore. I don't know, 21 years or something, like a lot of years. So of course things have come up and things have become broken 
And then we have come on the other side of it. We've healed them through having rules or guidelines or parameters or deals or commitments or whatever you want to call it, right? But it doesn't mean we don't ever fight. It doesn't mean it's always perfect, right? We've healed, we've really like genuinely healed aspects of our relationships by creating rules for our marriage. Okay, so even here, today's like a perfect example. So we used to get in these crazy nothing fights. Did not feel like nothing fights at the time. But we would get in these crazy nothing fights like when we're getting ready to go for a trip, right? Like he likes to get ready in a certain way. I like to get ready in a certain way. And we would always get in these nothing fights like the day of leaving, like packing the car and everything. And it was like the six nothing fight. And we're like, okay, we need some rules and guidelines so that we can get in front of this so that, that this doesn't keep on happening. So we talked about, we talked about, okay, what's not working, what is working and how do we move forward? And so now we have rules and guidelines on how we like to get ready for trips together in a way that's supportive of what we both want, right? So it's a win-win, it's not a compromise. I love this. So by, like literally by creating the rules for our marriage, there's just like so much trust and there's been so much healing. But again, it doesn't mean we do it perfectly all the time. It doesn't mean we don't fight. So I really think in anything that you want to do, you want to get up to, like there needs to be some healthy restriction, right? Like think about like sleep, think about your job, think about driving. You don't just like rear end people when they cut you off. No, you have healthy restrictions so you don't go to jail. You don't like go make out with boys at bars, girls at bars or whatever, because you want to stay married, right? Seriously, you don't like email your boss back like saying the thing you actually want to say because you don't want to get fired, right? So don't eat the cupcake if you want to weigh what you want to weigh, <laughs> right? This same, that, that can create so much healing. It's like even with my daughter, she had some physical health stuff. Um, she had reflux in her like bladder and her ureters when she was born. And so we had to be on a protocol with her so that we could heal her. There was... Literally, I mean, this is going to sound a little dramatic, but it's like very true. It's actually very sad. It's actually very, uh, makes me feel a lot of gratitude actually for, for Western medicine and science. But we had a protocol. Like literally, if we had not followed that protocol, those rules, those guidelines, she would not be with us today. Seriously. So if you want to heal anything, you need rules. You need healthy restriction. You need parameters. At least that is my opinion. You decide for you. What, what is right for you. Okay, so I hope this was helpful in kind of untangling the question of like, wait a second, isn't this just like a diet reframed? I'm so confused. Yeah, so you get to decide. My answer is absolutely, no, it's not a diet. It's not, it's a, it is you living your best life. That's what it is. And in order to live our best life, yeah, we do need rules, restrictions, guidelines, whatever you wanna call them. This is really discipline embodied, right? Be a disciple of your own self, of your future self, of what she wants by having things that support her, right? It's like with kids too. Don't you have any rules for your kids? Do you guys have rules for your kids? Restrictions for your kids? Yes, you do. Why? Why do you have rules and restrictions for your children? Seriously, ask yourself that question right? So that you can help them be a human in the world that's successful. 
That's why you have rules and restrictions for your children, so that they're safe, so that they can grow up, right? So that they can learn. It's so cool. Yeah, so of course, of course we should have rules and restrictions, healthy restriction, not over restriction, around food so that we can have the relationship we want. So I believe that if you wanna heal your relationship with yourself and food, it's actually the way. Okay, let me know your thoughts. Your takeaway really this week is just to like be in conversation with yourself. Maybe bring this up at the table with your bestie or your hobby or your partner, whatever. Like have a conversation about like, what do you think? Do you think we need to have healthy restriction in order to create the bodies and the health that we want? So interesting. I don't like let my children just eat like 18 cupcakes. Wouldn't be good for them, right? Our lower brains are like a five-year-old. They need rules. My daughter needs rules so that she can be successful in the world. My son needs restrictions so he can be successful in the, in the world. So is my lower brain. My lower brain is literally like a five-year-old. Not even kidding. <laughs> That's why some people call their lower brains their toddler, their toddler brains, right? Okay, let me know what you guys think of this episode. I will see you guys next week. I love you all so much. Have the best week ever. Ciao, ciao. Hey. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it, love it, if you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much, and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys, have the best day ever.